0: Welcome to Bite at a Time Books, Behind the Story, where we answer the questions you have about your favorite classic authors. What inspired your favorite author to write their novels? What was going on in the world at the time? Follow along with us as we tell you what was happening in the world while your favorite authors wrote your favorite classics. My name is Bree Carlisle, and I love to read and wanted to share my passion with listeners like you. If you want to know what's coming next and vote on upcoming books, sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Be sure to follow my show on your favorite podcast platform so you get all the new episodes. You can find most of our links in the show notes, but also our website biteatatimebooks.com includes all of the links for our show, including to our Patreon to support the show and YouTube where we have special behind the narration of the episodes. We're part of the Byte at a Time Books Productions Network. If you'd also like to hear a book by the author, check out the Byte at a Time Books podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Today we'll be talking about Italy. One of the party's first tasks on arriving in Italy was to hand Alba over to Byron, who was living in Venice. He had agreed to raise her so long as Claire had nothing more to do with her— The Shelleys then embarked on a roving existence, never settling in any one place for long. Along the way, they accumulated a circle of friends and acquaintances who often moved with them. The couple devoted their time to writing, reading, learning, sightseeing, and socializing. The Italian adventure was, however, blighted for Mary Shelley by the deaths of both her children, Clara in September 1818 in Venice and William in June 1819 in Rome. Their losses left her in a deep depression that isolated her from Percy Shelley, who wrote in his notebook, "'My dearest Mary, wherefore hast thou gone, and left me in this dreary world alone? Thy form is here indeed a lovely one, but thou art fled, gone down a dreary road. That leads to sorrow's most obscure abode. For thine own sake I cannot follow thee. Do thou return for mine?' For a time Mary Shelley found comfort only in her writing— the birth of her fourth child, Percy Florence, on November 12, 1819, finally lifted her spirits, though she nursed the memory of her lost children to the end of her life. Italy provided the Shelleys, Byron, and other exiles with political freedom unattainable at home. Despite its associations with personal loss, Italy became for Mary Shelley a country which memory painted as paradise. Their Italian years were a time of intense intellectual and creative activity for both Shelley's. While Percy composed a series of major poems, Mary wrote the novel Matilda, the historical novel Valperga, and the plays Proserpine and Midas. Mary wrote Valperga to help alleviate her father's financial difficulties, as Percy refused to assist him further. She was often physically ill, however, and prone to depressions. She also had to cope with Percy's interest in other women, such as Sophia Stacy, Amelia Vivani, and Jane Williams. Since Mary Shelley shared his belief in the non-exclusivity of marriage, she formed emotional ties of her own among the men and women of their circle. She became particularly fond of the Greek revolutionary Prince Alexandros Marikotos and of Jane and Edward Williams. In December 1818, the Shelleys traveled south with Claire Claremont and their servants to Naples, where they stayed for three months, receiving only one visitor, a physician. In 1820, they found themselves plagued by accusations and threats from Paolo and Elise Fogie, former servants whom Percy Shelley had dismissed in Naples shortly after the Fogies had married. The pair revealed that on February 27, 1819 in Naples, Percy Shelley had registered as his child by Mary Shelley, a two-month-old baby girl named Elena Adelaide Shelley. The Fogies also claimed that Claire Claremont was the baby's mother. Biographers have offered various interpretations of these events, that Percy Shelley decided to adopt a local child, that the baby was his by Elise, Claire, or an unknown woman or that she was Elise's by Byron. Mary Shelley insisted she would have known if Claire had been pregnant, but it is unclear how much she really knew. The events in Naples, a city Mary Shelley later called a paradise inhabited by devils, remained shrouded in mystery. The only certainty is that she herself was not the child's mother. Elena Adelaide Shelley died in Naples on June 9, 1820. After leaving Naples, the Shelley settled in Rome. The City Where Her Husband Wrote, where the meanest streets were strewed with trundicated columns, broken capitals, and sparkling fragments of granite or porphyry. The voice of dead time instilled vibrations as breathed from these dumb things, animated and glorified as they were by man. Rome inspired her to begin writing the unfinished novel Valerius, the reanimated Roman, where the eponymous hero resists the decay of Rome and the machinations of superstitious Catholicism. The writing of her novel was broken off when her son William died of malaria. Shelley bitterly commented that she had come to Italy to improve her husband's health, and instead the Italian climate had just killed her two children, leading her to write, May you, my dear Marianne, never know what it is to lose two only and lovely children in one year, to watch their dying moments, and then at last to be left childless and forever miserable. To deal with her grief, Shelley wrote the novella The Fields of Fancy, which became Matilda dealing with a young woman whose beauty inspired incestuous love in her father, who ultimately commits suicide to stop himself from acting on his passion for his daughter, while she spends the rest of her life full of despair about the unnatural love I had inspired— the novella offered a feminist critique of a patriarchal society, as Matilda is punished in the afterlife, though she did nothing to encourage her father's feelings. In the summer of 1822, a pregnant Mary moved with Percy, Claire, and Edward and Jane Williams to the isolated Villa Magni, at the sea's edge near the hamlet of San Terenzo in the Bay of Larici. Once they were settled in, Percy broke the evil news to Claire that her daughter Allegra had died of typhus in a convent at Bagna Cavallo. Mary Shelley was distracted and unhappy in the cramped and remote Villa Magni, which she came to regard as a dungeon. On June 16th, she miscarried, losing so much blood that she nearly died. Rather than wait for a doctor, Percy sat her in a bath of ice to staunch the bleeding, an act the doctor later told him saved her life. All was not well between the couple that summer, however, and Percy spent more time with Jane Williams than with his depressed and debilitated wife. Much of the short poetry Shelley wrote at San torenzo involved Jane rather than Mary. The coast offered Percy Shelley and Edward Williams the chance to enjoy their perfect plaything for the summer, a new sailing boat, The boat had been designed by Daniel Roberts and Edward Trinlewy, an admirer of Byron's who had joined the party in January 1822. On July 1, 1822, Percy Shelley, Edward Elliger Williams, and Captain Daniel Roberts sailed south down the coast to Livorno. There, Percy Shelley discussed with Byron and Lee Hunt the launch of a radical magazine called The Liberal. On July 8th, he and Edward Williams set out on the return journey to La with their 18-year-old boat boy, Charles Vivian. They never reached their destination. A letter arrived at Villa Magni from Hunt to Percy Shelley dated July 8th, saying, "'Pray write to tell us how you got home, for they say you had bad weather after you sailed Monday and we are anxious.' "'The paper fell from me,' Mary told a friend later. "'I trembled all over.' She and Jane Williams rushed desperately to Livorno and then to Pisa in the fading hope that their husbands were still alive. Ten days after the storm, three bodies washed up on the coast near Viareggio, midway between Livorno and Larici. Trelawndry, Byron, and Hunt cremated Percy Shelley's corpse on the beach at Viareggio. Thank you for joining Bite at a Time Books behind the story today while we answered some of the questions you have about one of your favorite classic authors. Again, my name is Bree Carlisle, and I hope you come back next time when we answer more questions about one of your favorite classic authors. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Check out the show notes or our website, biteatatimebooks.com, for the links for our show.